0: And this is Sass with Cass. Wait, you the wrong number. Wait, Sass, Sass, Sass Oh my fucking God, I'm like professionally sorry for that. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Sass with Cass. I'm your host, Cassandra Grodd, and I'm the best-selling author of both Bully and Darling. It is my intention behind creating this podcast to share with you my passion around helping others feel like their most confident selves. Even if this podcast is just able to give you a smile or something to lighten up your day, I really hope that I can share my love for healing, beauty, sex, life, and everything in between. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to the self-love club. What is up guys? Welcome back to Sass with Cass. It is me, your host, Cassandra Grodd, and you just have me today, Uh, no one else. (laughs) Everyone's like, oh fuck. (laughs) Um, So I will admit this is my second time recording this podcast the first time didn't go so well. First things first, I was stumbling on my words a lot. Second thing, I listened to it back. Guys, it was like I was telling you off. It was like you were all my naughty children and you'd been sent to time out and you were sitting in the corner and I had like come in and meh, 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 meh. I listened to it back. I was thinking, Cassandra, can you please be nice to the people who listen to your podcast? You know, they're here for the tea, but they're not here for a lecture. I was just on, I was on some shit. I'm, I'm going to be real with you. Uh, but the reason why I was on some shit is because I am so, so excited about this podcast. I feel like I say that every episode, but this one really just is so juicy and fun so let's get into it. As you can see from the title it is called How to Be Single. I apologize in advance if I sound like I'm telling you off. (laughs) Literally why? (laughs) Basically I want to tell you guys where I got the idea to do this from and I actually got the idea from myself. Big surprise. But so on Quotes with Cass I used to do these talking stories And this was kind of like when I first made that page. It was honestly a huge reason why that page really started to take off. And I remember doing one on confidence and reloading my phone and I had 500 new followers. So I would do these kind of talking stories. And it's really cool for me to have this podcast because I do feel like it's the evolution of that talking story kind of thing. And I know that was a huge thing about, a huge reason I was kind of known and kind of got a platform or whatever. And it was a really big compliment because it was kind of saying that people, you know, they valued looks off Instagram, they valued my writing, and then they also valued my words and what I had to say. So it was really cool. And I, I do see this podcast, Sass with Cass, as the little big sister to those talking stories, but I was going through Quotes with Cass and I was giving it a bit of a refresh. If you haven't had a look at the face of Quotes with Cass, it's had a little, little update, just a tiny one, just to keep it new and fresh and exciting, and I was going through the talking stories. I did one on how to be single. I was watching it. It was like in 2017. It was so cute, and I thought, gosh, I could really give this topic a super good update, And, you know, I know that some people really still enjoy talking stories, but it's very hard to kind of put them up because you're working with Instagram's really annoying time limit, which is 15 seconds. So you basically have to speak, upload, speak, upload, speak, upload, and it really can obviously stop your train of thought and just be a bit problematic to work with. So obviously something like this where I can just sit down and rant and rave to you is so much easier. Uh, but it's it's cool doing social media because you get to kind of, if you've done it for as long as I have, you know, I think I made my page when I was 16 or 17. I'm 24 now. Uh, you, you get to document yourself growing up, you know, especially when you're as involved in it as I am and you kind of post every day. It feels like nothing changes. But then I look back on content I made like two years ago and I'm just thinking, who is that? You know, who is that girl? But 2017 cast, she would have been about 20, 21. Um, she knew what she was talking about, and I'm honored to give her a little reboot. So first things first, I cannot tell you how overqualified I am to speak to you about being single, all right? I am the CEO of this company, I am the chairman of the board, I am the designer, I am the manufacturer, I am the distributor, I am the Beyonce of being single, (laughs) and I mean, make no mistake, I do and live a lot of things alone. I just do. I have moved cities alone. I have started jobs overseas where I've known no one. You know, I've gone to dinners by myself. I've gone out by myself. I've written books by myself. I've done it all. You know, I I really have done so many things on my own. Um, And of course, you know, being a writer is a, it's something you do on your own. You know, you don't have... Well, unless you have like ghostwriters, I guess you don't have really someone necessarily working with you. And a lot of creative jobs are on your own being an influencer. Actually, people don't talk about how lonely we're not. This is okay. This is something I want to say straight off the bat. Being alone and being lonely is not the same thing. Okay. And we're going to get into it, but from the listener questions, and there were heaps on this topic That was one thing that really stood out for me. So I do a lot of things on my own. Being an influencer can be lonely because it's not the same as other jobs. You know, you're not rocking up to an office with a hundred people. You are creating your content. I mean, you might have a photographer or a friend or parent whose arm you've twisted and that's kind of it. So I am more, more than qualified to talk to you about this topic. I am a single Pringle And let's get a little disclaimer off, just out there off the bat. Humans are here to love. You know, I I think that is one of the greatest reasons and purposes around being a human. I just dropped my pen. (laughs) So I'm not taking away from that experience because it's really natural to want to find love. It's really natural to think about love. It's really natural that... We're hardwired to want to call it in, you know, and I, I'm not taking away from that. It is very, it's an intrinsic and beautiful part of being human. Absolutely. It's just, I think the relationship kids, they get a lot of love, okay? We, we are so quick in the media with advice, with podcasts, with everything to just jump to relationship advice, you know, and I don't think we are as quick to jump to advice on being single. You know, I've seen a bit of stuff, but I haven't seen a whole heap of stuff. So if you're listening to this and you're in a relationship, firstly, massive shout out, do keep listening. I think there's a really great conversation in here, me talking about my own ideas. I think there's a really great conversation in here for anyone, no matter, you know, what stage you're at. And, this, this is not like a bash on relationships or anything like that. There are so many healthy, awesome, uplifting relationships. But I'm really just like kind of passing the mic to literally to the singletons and just giving them a massive shout out and hopefully some tips. Uh, so stick around um, if you are in a relationship. And disclaimer that I absolutely love you guys. I have this kind of problem with the perception of being single. You know, th- there's this kind of vibe that if you've been single too long, it's like, you know, what's wrong with you? You know, I remember someone at a bar was like, oh, you're pretty and successful and you make your own money and you travel the world and you're single. You know, what? what's wrong with you? What's, what's the hidden? It's just kind of like, dude, I'm all good just as I am, but thank you. <laughs> and there's kind of a bigger picture problem with the fact that you know I do think we raise girls to aspire to marriage which is actually in a Beyonce song I think and we don't raise boys the same way which is kind of like a whole other thing um but to me at least the goal of life isn't to be in a relationship my I, I that's a beautiful thing I would love to share my life with someone 100 I, I hope that I will I'm sure I will but it's not all there is to it for me you know it's not like I need to walk down the road and just be like him 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 and that's it done but sometimes I feel like in society that's kind of how it feels like no one's ever as impressed with a career, or at least I feel I feel as a female no one seems to be as interested in a career move as they would be if I was like, I'm seeing a new guy, (laughs) you know, the new guy would tend to get hands down more attention and more interest than me talking about my third book that I'm writing or, you know, plans for what I want, my business next year or or that kind of thing. Um, So I just kind of want to shake off this concept that single isn't this balancing point between relationships. I mean, it kind of is, and I'm going to speak as in, in some way as if it is, but you know, I kind of have so much respect to the concept of being single. I really see it as its own entity. It's not just this random pause where you quickly try grasp and wrap your way into the next, finding the next person, the next person you want to be in love with. Um, and I, I, I want to, you know, define single. It's important for us to define single. And I'm going to get everyone who's listening to this to do a little inventory recall. We know I love an inventory recall. We know I love it. We know I love a list. I want to challenge you guys. When was the last time it was just you? Like no one Snapchatting you, no one texting you, no one whose name you're scrolling to find on Instagram, no one who you're waiting to reply, no one one you're hoping to see on a night out when you walk through the doors. When was it the last time, when was the last time you woke up with only your own name in your head, right? Not like fantasizing about a situation or when it's gonna happen or when it's gonna work out. Have you ever just been with yourself? And if not, you know, I think the next question is why are you so afraid to be with yourself? There's a lot of people, not all, there's a lot of people. And I can tell this from the the um, responses I had to this topic. And myself has been included in this boat, okay? I have been in this category. There are people who use relationships as a distraction, right? They use it as a crutch to because they are afraid of being alone. They are afraid of being single. They are afraid of this, I think, stereotype that comes with single, this perception of being single that not everyone has, but I I do feel the judgment of it. If you're in that situation now, if you're in a relationship that you know isn't 100% right for you, doesn't uplift you, maybe is even a bit toxic, but you're staying in it because you'd rather be Be there than have no one. It's kind of a problem. It's kind of a problem, and it's all good. We're gonna address it, but I think that's a pretty sad place to be operating from and making decisions out of. I think it's really important that you, we all have time by ourselves to find who we are and find what we love. You know, I. I question you, you know, would you ever, looking back on your life, regret having a few years on your own? Or would you regret spending time with a person who you ultimately knew was holding you back, wasn't treating you well, didn't know your worth? You know, just someone who didn't light you up. Which one would you regret more? <laughs> you know, I can, I can nearly guarantee you wouldn't regret being single. Let's talk about the stages of being single. In my opinion, we've got stage one. Okay, stage one of being single, you have just come out of something, just come out of a relationship or a thing or whatever. You've just come out of it. It's time to work on letting go of that relationship and stepping into stage two. Stage one is probably one of the hardest stages because I think a lot of us are holding on to the past and we're probably still healing, breathing, going through that pain. Stage two, after that, is kind of my favorite stage. Stage two is where you really get to do some hardcore work on who you are and figure out how you make yourself tick. You get to know yourself. Now, stage three is the deep diving where you kind of start preparing yourself for your new future, which if it suits, could look like calling in another relationship or calling in career moves, calling in whatever. It's sort of where you get to rewire the car You get to rethink the roadmap. You get to redirect where you're heading. So those are the caskrod, three stages of single. I am going to run you through all of them. Now, when I ask for listener questions, sorry, you can hear my pages flipping around. So many of you I can feel are in that stage one of being single. So I'm hoping that this podcast can launch you into stage two, but Heaps of the questions were how to stop thinking about the what ifs of a relationship. Is it bad to have a hopeful mind uh, mindset that the relationship I've just gotten out of could work out? How to not compare yourself to your ex's new girlfriend slash how they're treating her compared to you? Um, a lot of questions about exes moving on quicker than you have. A lot of questions about comparing yourself. All that type of vibe. Okay this sounds really basic. You've probably heard it before. Guys, if someone doesn't want to be with you, why would you want to be with them? You know what I mean? Like, why are you convincing yourself, convincing someone else rather, to be with you? It sounds so, so crazy. I think we really overcomplicate things. I think we really overthink this. We are all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. Trust me, you can spend a solid three, four, five years living in what if land. What if he didn't mean that? What if he just needs, and I'm using he because that's the pronoun that suits me. Please go ahead, use whatever pronoun suits you. Of course, you guys know the drill. But we all start to look back with these rose tinted glasses, kind of only remembering the good stuff when the fact of the matter is there's a lot of bad stuff too. There's a lot of things that didn't make you feel very good about yourself that you didn't want to be experiencing that this relationship had. Every relationship has its pros and cons, of course. I just want you to be really realistic Around the situation. Because in my experience, my grandmother actually told me this. If someone's able to turn their back on you once, they're going to be able to turn it on you again. That's just like big facts. Truly, if someone doesn't think you're worthy of their full attention and they can walk away from you or break your heart, have no mistake. They will be able to do it a second time, a third time, a fourth time, a fifth time. Because if it was right, I think that ending wouldn't have happened. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes in life, we do need to run back into the fire. We do need to get back with a person to test it out. But I can, from personal experience, I can nearly guarantee the reason why it ended the first time will be the reason why it ended again. Because it's just like a massive chip in your armor when someone breaks your trust in in a really major way. And you can try and glue that chip back together, but it's still going to be there. You know what I mean? You're still going to see the, the scar, the scratch. I just think that it's so degrading to kind of wish for something back when that person doesn't give you what you need, when that person doesn't. See how awesome you are, because all you guys are really awesome. You're all beautiful. You all have your own fantastic things going about you. So for my stage number one is, I want to tell you that in this life, you come into this life alone, you know, unless you're a twin, (laughs) you come into this life alone. And guess what? When you go down, baby, you go down six feet under alone. That sounds pretty harsh, but it is true. Even if you have a 50-year relationship, you're going down by yourself. Well, I mean, if you die at the same time, you could get like a joint coffin, but okay. So if we apply that theory, that that obvious truth, you better start liking yourself. This is all you've got. You better start enjoying yourself. You better understand yourself. You better learn how to live with yourself yourself. Because there's no fairy godmother coming that's changing anything. And if you're waiting for someone to drop out of the sky and to show you all these parts about yourself, to make you happy, to make you fulfilled, to make you feel loved, to make you feel wanted, to make you feel sexy, to make you feel smart, to make you feel worthy, all these things. If you're waiting for that person, if you're waiting for a prince charming, prince, prince, princess, prince, charming princess, whatever. You're going to be waiting your whole life and I don't want to burst that bubble. I don't want to kill that fairy tale. I want to give you a permission slip right now to become your own Prince Charming, to change your own life, to learn about yourself, to grow, to figure all these things out and give yourself what you're waiting for someone else to give to you. So to all my babies who asked the questions about comparison and comparing yourself to your ex's new girl, your ex moving on at a different time than you, that kind of thing, it's a super toxic cycle because you can't please everyone. Comparing yourself is the biggest waste of time on the planet. You have pros, other people have pros, you have cons, other people have cons, The sexiest people to me, when I think of sexy people, a woman who completely, or boys, if you're listening to this, people who completely own their shit, what they've got going on. It doesn't matter what weight they are, their skin, their hair, what they wear. It's their intrinsic energy inside them that emits that, right? That is the goal. That is the goal, and I know that we've all been in those situations where we've tried to change ourselves to be more of what we thought someone else wanted, and when you're doing that, it's so funny because the reason why people initially like you is not because you've become this mold of who they thought their ideal person is. It's for who you are. So when you start to morph yourself, when you start to compare yourself, that girl has dark hair, I'm going to dye my hair dark, my ex has moved on with that girl, she's skinnier than me, I'm going to lose 10 kgs, whatever it is. You're losing yourself. You know, they liked you for yourself. And people can smell that on you. If you're constantly trying to change, you will never win. Because you will never completely achieve your goal, you know? If anything, you're just getting further and further and further from who you are. You will feel more and more misery. In my opinion, our only goal is to become our true and authentic selves. You can always tell a person who's in their energy, right? You can tell them. You know the people. The people who are glowing, doing their own shit, focusing on themselves. You can sense that a mile off. You can sense the fakes as well. You can sense the people who all their job is at that moment is trying to forget who they are. So my stage one friends, I want you to be conscious. Do you miss that person or do you miss that you had a person? Okay, I also, stage one is, want you to, to do the friendship test. This isn't mine. There's a lot of people who talk about this. It's basically where this person or this relationship that you guys have been messaging me about that you're hoping might come back, okay? If your friend treated you how this person has treated you, would you be friends with that person? So if your friend took four days to reply and slept with your best friend, <laughs> would that still be your friend? No, no. <laughs> probably not it's insane that when it's a love interest they tend to just get these like green cards these big hall pass cards to any behavior possible is fine so if this relationship doesn't pass the friendship test see you later all right stage two Stage two, how do we get to stage two, which is the stage of figuring yourself out, you kind of come out of this sadness and you get to really sort of find your feet. One thing that I'm going to say will help, I honestly, when I was coming out of stage one and coming out of that post-breakup stage, I would literally, if I thought of that person, be like, no, we're not going to do that. I'd be like, cancel, delete, cancel, delete, thought, cancel, delete, thought. It, I literally would push that out of my mind. And I really took time to start to think about what I was focusing on, where my time was going, where you put your attention, you put your energy. And I don't know about you, but comparing myself to this new girl he might be talking to, or what this other person is doing, that's giving your energy away. That's, that's like giving your power away to other people. I'm like, baby, come back here. I want my power for myself. Now, there are a bunch of people in stage two. I'm kind of weaving in listener questions as I go, guys. Okay, I hope that's okay. Heaps of people were asking me about you know I I feel weird because I'm not called to be dating right now. All my friends are dating, I don't want to, blah blah blah. Love. Love, 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 love these questions, okay? Because it is not normal to date all the time. Like we think, oh, everyone eats dinner every night, everyone wears clothes. Well I don't know if everyone wears clothes. A lot of people wear clothes. So I should be dating. It's so all good to take a break from dating. It's so all good if that's not on your radar, if that's not what you feel like, if that's not what you want. I mean, coming from personal experience, guys, it's the same for me right now. I'm not going out and seeing cute dudes. I'm There's cute dudes when I'm out, but I'm just not, I don't have that attraction, you know? I'm not in the vibe where I feel like doing that. And it's the same for having sex. You know, if you haven't had sex in like six months, eight months, a year, two years, whatever it is, that's all good, you know? Let's start normalizing taking a break. And when you take a break, you get to do all these other cool, crazy things. So, I mean, I can speak to you from personal experience, being having been in a bit of a stage two. I started doing my second book, um... I started, I launched this podcast and, you know, honestly, I always say to people, if I hadn't have been single, I wouldn't have had a book. And it is very, very true. I attribute a huge amount of my success to being single, mainly just because I didn't have someone else's opinion in my ear, good or bad, you know, good or bad opinions. I just didn't have anyone else to consider. I felt like doing something. And so I did it. I felt like posting a certain photo on social media. So I posted it. It's gotten me to a really, really cool place. I don't think I would have lived overseas at all if I hadn't have been single. And I know you can do all these things in relationships, okay? I'm not discrediting that. I'm just telling you my personal story. When you're in stage two, I want you guys to have fun with it. This is about starting to feel confident with yourself. So write down this list of what I'm about to say. I was talking with my friend Lauren about this, so shout out Lauren if you're listening. You know, would you go to dinner by yourself? Would you go on a trip by yourself? Would you move by yourself? Would you go to a party by yourself? Would you go out by yourself? Would you go to town by yourself? Would you even go shopping? Would, I think I said shopping. Would you even go work out? You know, really, really get into where you're lacking kind of this ability to date yourself, Stage two is start dating yourself, okay? I don't care what it is. Go to the $2 shop and get some paints. Get some paints and a canvas and start painting. Sit in your garden. Get a kombucha. Get your favorite snack. Get your favorite lunch. Make time for yourself. One thing I started doing in my stage two of being single was pole dancing. I love pole dancing. I go every week. I've done it for like four months, five months now. Get into something like that. There's nothing holding you back. My pole dancing class, I think, is like $18 a week. Dude, it lights me up so, so much. You get that absolute freedom. No anchor attached. No person waiting for you to come home. If you want to go out, and honestly, if you're a stage two, I'm going to be real, really real, the stage two can be where you do your little hoe phase, If that's important to you, go forth, my queen, be safe. But you know, that is where I would say your little ho phase can come in. And if that's not your tune, it's not mine, what else can you do to find that freedom? I have been trying to, I want to say, kind of excite my life recently in very small ways by just shifting up my daily routine. So after the gym, I'm about three times a week making a big effort to go for a swim, and there's a pool at my gym, cost me nothing, just wake wake up a bit earlier to get that done, have time to do that. I feel so good. Do you know how good it feels to just work out and hit a little swim, a little swimmy swim, jump in the water? I feel so great. And it's such an easy little change. And that is the things that I'm wanting stage two is of being single to start to really flex and work into. Okay. Taking yourself on a weekly date. That is going to be number one. You know, there's like that Lizzo song, like I get flowers every, like I love myself. I get flowers every week. I get chocolate on the sheets, blah, blah, blah. So I don't, I literally, that is not a song. That is not a song, but okay. There's some lyric like that. Anyway, that is your role stage two. Your role is to have fun and figure out what you enjoy. Try and listen to that little voice in your mind, that little voice that's like, you should learn the guitar, you should sing, you should paint, you should draw, you should write, and do those things for no reward, for no win to not be the best. Just do them for you. Okay, so when you are in stage two for a while, you're having fun in stage two, you're starting to feel your wings spread a little bit, you're starting to understand yourself a little bit, you've started listening to your gut instincts, you've... And hey, if you're in stage two, let's do a big cleanse. Let's like unfollow a bunch of people on social media, let's maybe delete our Facebook... Let's start a big refresh. Clean out your closet. Change your style. Clean your car. This is your moment to do all that stuff. Spring clean yourself physically. Get your hair done. Dye it a different color. Hashtag triggered. Do whatever you need to do, my chickens. Okay. Okay. And when you're ready, when you've had your time in the sun, whatever that means for you, when you've really just made sure that you've shook this person, situation, relationship off, and you're in your power then we get to go into stage three. Also, I'm not putting time limits on this because everyone is different. I think there are people who are in stage one for two days and in stage two for two years. There are people who are in stage one for two months and in stage two for two weeks, whatever it is, whatever, whatever. Stage three. This is where we are going to do some hard, hard digging, you know? I want us in stage three to look at our past relationships, and this can even be friendships, guys, our our past kind of connections, write down where you were at when you called that relationship in, write down how you felt about yourself, write down where you were living, what job you had, what your predominant beliefs were, values. And then write down everything you learned from that relationship. And then write down the ending. Why that relationship ended. Do this for like all of them. Even your first crush. The point of this is I'm trying to get us to pick up on patterns of behavior. And shout out to Be Magnetic. I always shout their workout. They have been people... Especially Atara, if you want to learn a little bit more about this stuff, kind of listen to the Atara Valentine podcast on manifestation. They are the people who taught me about this. Um, So, and I've kind of made it my own, but I do just want to shout them out for picking, helping me pick up on my patterns of behavior. So for me, I can tell you my story. I figured out, guys, that all my relationships had ended the same way. It was basically where they the guys ended up choosing another girl over me. And the reason that that was happening was because I had a subconscious belief that I didn't feel worthy of a relationship. I didn't feel worthy of love. I felt inferior to other girls. I felt inferior to other people. So it was no surprise that eventually that became pretty apparent and those dudes ended up choosing other girls over me. And when you kind of are able to do a bit of a deep dive and figure this stuff out and figure out, it's it's about taking ownership. This is the part of stage three that's really important. It's about dropping the victim mentality. It's about dropping the, woe is me, it never works out for me, poor me, and being like, okay. What's the common denominator in all these failed relationships? They're different guys every time. Or girls. Again, use your own pronouns. The common denominator is me, myself, and I. You know, and I really experienced that traveling because I would move cities and I'd be like, this is it. This is my fresh start. Here we are. Oh my gosh. Off the plane. cascade, Yes, yes, yes. Fresh blank. And then I would get to these cities and I would be like, damn, everything's the same. Because I was packing up all my baggage and all my shit. It didn't matter where in the world I moved. I could move to Morocco, Fiji, Tonga, whatever it is. It's going to be my same shit when I get off the plane. You know, I don't drop off that childhood trauma. I'm not like, see you later, honey. I'm off to New York. So this is your moment, stage three, to start reassessing why you have been firing and wiring in this certain way. It's your chance to take ownership of your own responsibility in your downfalls. How at the end of the day, if people haven't treated you well or you haven't enjoyed parts of your relationships, you're the person attracting those people. Okay. And one kind of example is it is about your vibration, the low self-worth man doesn't walk into the bar and go for the high self-worth woman. He goes for the low self-worth woman. Just like the high self-worth woman goes for the high self-worth man. You don't see, wouldn't see like a random dude walking up to Rihanna because he knows he doesn't have a shot in hell. Ignoring the fact that it's Rihanna, just, I can tell from like just her vibrational energy field, right, if you imagine her standing at a bar, Probably no men would approach her. Maybe one men man would and he'd be like the king. I don't... Do you know what I mean? And again, I'm using straight relationships. Use anyone. It's, it's about raising your vibration and healing yourself so you attract a healed person. Again, shout out to Be Magnetic for kind of teaching me this. Relationships are a mirror, a complete mirror. Imagine every relationship you've ever had As you staring in the mirror, every quality that you liked about that person you were with and every quality you hated is a reflection of something that's inside you. And that's why it triggers you. And we have the ability to literally rewire our subconscious brain. You know, if you're into neuroscience, someone like Joe Dispenza or a lot of people, Oprah Winfrey, Lacey Phillips, a lot of people talk about this work you know and again I do to be magnetic this is how I have reprogrammed my tra- trauma but if if you don't have the money you know you can do it yourself through meditation and just through awareness through ownership we all have a subconscious or maybe conscious list of the qualities we want in another partner if you have that list I challenge you to go through it and make sure you are every single quality on that list yourself. As I said, it's a mirror. So if you're writing down qualities or you want the guy that's super committed and you can't even commit to yourself, you're not going to call it in. It's not going to manifest that or it might manifest in the worst way. Atara kind of taught me that as well. So you better get to the point where you are the person that you want to be with. All those corny quotes, like, you have to love yourself before someone else loves you. And, you know, you have to be the person. They're literally true, you know? It it, it really is true. And I can testify for this. After being in stage three and rewiring and healing and looking at myself, the type of people I started to call in were so elevated from my past relationships and treated me so wildly different, took me really seriously, were gentlemen, super kind, awesome dudes. I haven't had heaps of experiences with that, but like a couple it really sh- it sh- showed me how much I had grown and how people treat you how you treat yourself. So when you have respect for yourself, when you like yourself, when you feel good in yourself, People are going to treat you with that same energy. They're going to start showing up differently. And this is the really vital and important part about being single is it's kind of like you're on this racetrack and you get to pull in and service the car. You get to really think about your choices and think about the energy that you're emitting out there. Again, vibrational match. I wholeheartedly believe when you're ready to call in the next person the universe will bring it to you. But this is your moment to get clear on who you are, to follow your soul's purpose, you know whatever it is. For one thing for me is like I've really enjoyed building in a morning routine. An evening routine, working super hard on my fitness, meditating more, reading more, writing more, doing this podcast, all those sorts of things have been little parts of myself that I've explored in stage two and stage three of singled in. <laughs> so I hope that that was some kind of help. Um, I'm going to move into listener questions because there's a whole bunch and I have answered quite a few Someone, and this is a super good question, quite a few people ask this, how to cope with romantic loneliness when you're single? Now, again, coming back to the start of the pod, it is natural for humans to be in love and want to find love. So you will feel loneliness, even though we're working through not feeling lonely when we're alone, you're going to have those moments. And when I have those moments where I want to be cuddled up with someone, I really honor that feeling. I sit there and I think, damn, you know, we're really thinking about this today, Cass. That's cool. And I let the feeling pass through my body. I I give it time. Don't just block it away. Shut it down. Numb it out. Give it time. And then I make sure to think that I will have that one day and it will be beautiful and it will be awesome to have a companion. But I don't need that until it's a person who is someone I want and not someone I need. A person who loves me, who cherishes me, who respects me. I don't need it until it's that A-list number one dude, okay? So I kind of think to myself, well, it's all right that you're not in that situation because you just haven't met that person yet, and one day you will. So give it time, give it its space, allow yourself to feel that, and then also... If you're missing love in your life, look at the other places where you could give yourself love. Look at how you can find more love for friendships, for other people, just showing love for people who make you a coffee, say thank you. You know, you can't be cutting people off and swearing and being an absolute raging bitch and then being like, I need more love in my life. Like, Start having love for everything would also be my answer to that question have love for your parents, have love for your pet, have love for the things you do, your hobbies, your jobs, get all that in line, get your love for all that stuff in line, and then look at your romantic life, I can guarantee you'll find a bit of fulfillment there, Uh, someone asked how to deal with people constantly asking if you've got a partner yet, so annoying, I feel you, okay? This is a big one and this is an important topic as we come into the holiday season. I know it can be super hectic for a lot of people. First things first, guys, with holiday season, if you're listening to this, you're a little bit younger, you're maybe in that 16 to 28 kind of range. Firstly, the generation above us has one of the biggest gaps in evolution ever. You've got to realize that our parents grew up in kind of like a war zone. They grew up through the Cold War. They grew up where there was no internet. They grew up with no TV. And our generation is this rapid fire, super technological generation. Things are super different. For most of our parents, like gay rights were not a thing. Women couldn't even vote. It was a crazy time. And back then things were more conventional it was more conventional for the woman to get married, have babies, white picket fence. So when you're at these events and you've got sort of older family members who I presume asking you those questions, just acknowledge that they're coming from a different place than how we were raised. Because we were kind of raised in the individual, you know, we were raised in the like bad bitch kind of generation, I'm gonna be honest. Um, I do, I must say, I do like to... Shut that down with, you know, do you have a boyfriend yet? And it's like, well, no, I have two books and a podcast and ever-growing social media presence and a body that I work my ass off for and really, really great friends and also amazing family. What do you have? You know, (laughs) you don't have to be quite that sarcastic, but I think I love to pull a little no, but I'm working on my third book, you know, just shut it down. Just own your stuff. Just be like, hey, I'm sorry, Auntie Penelope. It's not my focus right now, but one day it will be. Just shut it down. Just own it. You know, I feel you though. It is, yeah, it is um, annoying. Okay, next question. I'm really happy being alone, but my friends always bring up how sad being single is. What do I do? Another question that I'm going to hybrid into that question, which was being the only single one in your friend group and how to navigate that. Firstly... If your friends think it's sad to be single, that means they think it is sad to be by yourself. That means they would be sad to be alone. Meaning they are sad to be themselves. So um, it's a bit harsh, but it's a little bit true. Again, going back to that, you're not, you don't have to be lonely if you're alone. You can, I mean, guys, I am single and I am so fulfilled. I'm so fun. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. I'm so inspired. If your friends are saying that to you, number one, I would really look at expanding into some friend's that maybe are single, especially for that person who said how to be the only single friend in your friend group, guys, do not do the third wheel thing. I have third wheeled so much and there are couples where it's absolutely fine, but just be conscious if that's what you're doing all the time. Like if you're putting yourself in that situation three, four, five times a week, it's not very healthy um, or it can be a bit not that great for your mindset and just ask your friend you know, Hey, is it all good if just me and you hang out? Or I don't know if she's got a boyfriend be like, can your boyfriend invite some friends, please? Like, just don't do it to yourself. If your friends think it's sad to be single, number one, stand up for yourself. Number two, actions speak louder than words. Show them how great you are doing on your own. Start thriving, start finding yourself, start glowing up, start doing all the things you want to do. Prove them kind of wrong. And maybe get some other friends. Also communication. Just say, hey, it doesn't make me feel really very good when you say that. It's also not very true. And if you believe that, I think you need to do a bit of reflection on yourself, shorty. (laughs) Um, Someone said, I want to know if I am too picky for love. I've been single for a very long time. Uh, Someone said, what to do when you feel like you will never meet someone Uh, Someone said, how do you know when you're ready to date again? So all those questions coming into one, I, guys, I truly believe if you are ready to call in your next relationship, you will call it in. And the more you hold on to it and beg for it and wish for it, it's just showing you that you've got a block in yourself and you've got a block in being alone and you need to work through that and figure out what it is. Um, You're not too picky you're absolutely not too picky. I would I would challenge that person to think, you know, make sure that if you've got a certain criteria of who you want to call in, that you are that list, as I said. Um, but also, I, I just believe that if you're ready to meet that person, I just think the universe will do anything to bring you together. That's my, That's my belief. Truly, I think if you were in hospital, like your soulmate would be your doctor. I don't know. I just think that, have trust in your spirit guides have trust in the universe have trust in yourself that's when it's meant to be yours it will be yours of course if you want to put yourself in more optimal positions join a dating app if you feel like that's aligns with you but it doesn't align with me I just I always meet people when I least expect it which everyone always says just focus on yourself and I think it will start coming in. Don't hold on to it too hard. Don't chase it. Don't force it. I, I You know, um, you're not too picky. You're abs- I hate that, eh? You're not too picky. There's no such thing as high standards. I hope you have high standards. If you have high standards, that means the partner you're with probably has high standards and you're probably going to be a excellent couple, a full firing couple. Someone asked how to heal your own toxicity. Love, love, love that question. Yes, girl. Taking ownership, taking accountability. Uh, I hope that some of the things in the podcast have made sense around healing your own toxicity. Mm. Couldn't recommend doing some form of therapy, whether that's, you know, yourself through like hypnotherapy and meditation, um, or if you want to actually go to a therapist, but any of those could be absolutely awesome for the millionth time. As I mentioned, I do Dr. Joe Dispenza's work and I do To Be Magnetic's work. Those are my two absolute go-tos right now. Louise Hay also has a great book, How to Heal Your Life, if you wanted a little, um, recommend for that kind of vibe as well, but hopefully some of the things earlier on in the pod helped Someone said, How to adjust to living by yourself when you've just broken up? Totally. So you're looking and feeling in that stage one kind of vibe. Big spring clean, shift it up, get your space into a really, really beautiful space, a space that you love. Hey, get some LED lights, whatever your budget can stretch to. There's, you know, places who do really cheap interior stuff. Get new sheets. Get get a new you know poster on your wall. Do a vision board. Make your space really really beautiful, and get like a like a little soft toy, little cuddle buddy. Fill your time with really awesome things that lift you up, and just keep working through that stage one, stage two, stage three vibe that hopefully helped you out. But massive hug. I know that that is super hard, especially at night. Um, someone said how to feel confident. When single, I love that. I love that. Now, for, how to feel confident when you're single? Guys, you should feel your most confident when you're single. Because if you attach your confidence to someone else, if you, as I said, if you attach any major thing to someone else, it's too much pressure. No one should come into your life to make you feel confident. And the problem with doing that is when they leave, you're gonna feel like shit. You're gonna feel like the shit on somebody's shoe. So, number one, if you're attaching your confidence to someone else, we've got a big, big, big issue because people have free will and as much as you want to chain someone to you and be like, never leave me, you make me feel good about myself, get clear on why they make you feel good about yourself. Do they give you attention? Do they give you validation? Figure out if you have an issue with having something else to validate yourself, get clear on if you tend to seek attention. Figure out the base of that. Figure out where it's coming from. I can nearly guarantee you it's coming from your childhood. Do some inner child work and learn that this journey is about becoming your most confident version of you on your own. It is about listening to yourself, trusting yourself, honoring yourself, loving yourself. You know, not everyone you meet is going to prioritize or stick with this flubbery little avatar version of you that you've decided to come down to earth in this time round. Only you're in it. And it's your home, it's your space, it's your body, it's your being. So you better start really learning to enjoy it. Figure yourself out, like and I mean that like sexually. Like figure out how yourself works. You know, make yourself feel really good. Yes, I'm talking about best masturbation just learn your body inside out and it's very possible to be like fulfilled and confident in every version in every sense sexually materialistically inside yourself spiritually every level work on a glow up and a glow up to you can feel really different a glow up to me was taking the time to wake up early, meditate, do my morning pages, gratitude, listening to podcasts. That lights me up. When you are in alignment, and to be in alignment, you don't need some chakra healer to put you in alignment. Like, you can meditate with crystals on all your chakras and bring yourself into alignment. When you are operating from a place of alignment and abundance, it literally radiates off your face, If you can get yourself to that zone where you're answering your own prayers, and I wholeheartedly believe we can all do that, you will be the most magnetic, confident person. I said that earlier in the podcast, like the people who I think of being the most confident is probably someone like Lizzo, Rihanna, Beyonce, um, Megan Fox, Scarlett Johansson, those people who just own themselves, Oprah Winfrey, all these cool cats. So breathe in that energy, make a vision board with all their faces on it. Get all the people who inspire you, cut their faces out and put it on a vision board and wake up and look at them. Create your own standing formation, create your own, you know, applause, clap for yourself, enjoy yourself, celebrate your wins, take yourself out to dinner. When you get something that you want, commit to working out four days a week, three days a week, twice a week, buy a Fitbit, hit your steps, sign up for a new project, whatever it may be, but really learn to celebrate yourself, love yourself, drink every time I say yourself. So anyway, I hope that some of that helped. Um, I could honestly probably do like 18 podcasts on this topic, but I hope that that podcast helped you kind of get intentional around your next few moves. If you are single and figure out kind of your why, like your purpose figure, it's all about figuring out your purpose and I hope and wish you guys the best. I'm sending you a massive hug and love and light and amazing energy. If you're single right now or if you're not, you just tuned in to have a little chat. I love you. Thank you for being here. I can't believe we're wrapping up the pod year. I will be taking a break over summer. So I'm thinking I will come back with pods end of January or maybe even February. So taking a good break and getting the show in a great place. I would love any suggestions on what you want to see next year. Uh, But I love you so much and talk soon. Bye. Bye.